Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various aspects of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane, And I am Rick Gromlich. Yes. We also examine various doctrines. We do. We do. I, I sense that you want me to start saying that again. No, I just like to, it's just something to riff or on. Various you know? books of the various Christian books. faith book. <laughs> Either way, we're finishing a book today. We've been yes. going through Philippians, and today we close out with chapter 4, verses 10 through 23. We also talk a little bit about some Downton Abs, which is always a fun topic. Yeah, and how nice it would be if we uh, if we had full-time nannies. <laughs> oh, man, that would be a life. Come on. Good morning. Again. Good morning. Dun, 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 good. good morning. It's a good movie. Good morning. Tea. Are you a musical guy? You like musicals? No. I mean, I shouldn't say no. I don't seek them out. The last okay. few that I've watched, I ended up liking. So. What were they? Um, Les Miserables, like that. Okay. Yeah. And then what was the one? Oh, The Greatest Showman. Oh, yep. Like that. I feel like there's one more. I can't remember. There's several. Uh. Yeah. You do have a point. There are several out there. <laughs> I think there's one or two other ones they've made in the last 80 years. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I felt like there was a third one that I enjoyed recently. But anyway, they're not my style. I don't tend to yeah. seek musicals out. But then Danielle really likes them. And so she's like, yeah. I think you'd really like this. And then we end up watching it. And I think, she, oh, you know what? I did like that. That was she good. She knows you. She, she does. Knows you, man. Oh, Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. I liked Hamilton. Okay, so... so Real quick, my story with Les Mis is I started watching it. I was like, oh, I guess this is good. Yeah. Watched it with my wife. Did, I did, never read the book. Don't know the story. Um, they're singing their song. I'm like, okay, because a little spoiler cool, if you haven't cool, listened cool, to cool, it. Cool, 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 cool. Sing the song, cool. Um, they keep saying, like, all right, hey, cool, cool. Waiting for some dialogue to happen. They, they keep keep singing. I'm like, okay. So I lead, I'm like, Candace, when do they stop singing and start talking? Like, just watch the movie. <laughs> Never. Never. I was like, there's just literally a movie where they never talk. So I was kind of put off by that. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end, I kind of I enjoyed it, and I want to go back and rewatch it. But I was like, this is ridiculous. They don't talk the whole movie. They just sing. Yeah, they sing the whole time. I think there's maybe one or two lines where it's more talking yeah. than singing, but it, yeah. it is not. Yeah, it's like singing. noticeably heavy on singing. Yes. yes. Which, but yeah, it's know. also a very explicit gospel um story like if you think about oh, that right, guy right. he was yeah. a prisoner and slave da, 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 yeah. and then ends up being a like the father to an orphan and or whatever it was but yeah it was it's a really good good movie i enjoyed it rob, rob real quick we're running out of um time here but tell us how uh, doubt navi is going <laughs> I, I feel like we can just keep talking this is this is our program i don't think we're running out of time no, the producer, he's, he's in the studio. Oh, yeah. He's like, hey. No, just kidding. He's got some yeah, papers Rob, rolled up. Talk, he's where are you at? We got time. Um, Where are we? I think we're in season five. but Okay. Uh, Six or seven seasons, right? I I think. I don't know. I don't know. But Whatever. really enjoying it. Um, Not real pleased with the characters they've chosen to kill off. And... <laughs> I don't. I don't think it was the writer's choice for the ones that frustrated me the most. When the sounds of it, those actors slash actresses wanted 
to move on and do something else. So I'm more so upset with them than I am the writers. But um, all in all, really enjoying the the show. It's very good. I I really enjoy. I, I've said this before, but I really enjoy the simplicity of it. Yes. It's so nice. Yeah, the beautiful aesthetic of like being like people look wealthy. forward to getting around the table and talking and. Because that's like their primary way of communication. Yeah. They, no, yes. they're not like scrolling on the phone. And, and I'm saying this as somebody who, who's bad about scrolling. Like I just noticed that in myself. But mm-hmm. when they're in a room, they're like, this is my opportunity to talk about all the ideas I'm thinking about. To, Everything. Yeah. To share about what was going on in the day. And then what's really nice, this is great, is that after they have this thing where after dinner, they split and like the men go to the men's section women go to the women's section and it almost always focuses on like what's going on in the men's section because just the dynamics that are there, the conversations that happen afterwards. But every time the guys have a, a glass of <laughs> scotch or whatever it is, whiskey and a cigar. <laughs> like these, this time, like this. They era. know how to live. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like dug on it, like getting the flu could kill you, but and I guess <laughs> right. I suppose it still can, but uh, yeah, what I'm saying, like, from the flu. yeah, people died a lot more <laughs> over yeah. things that, like they were yes. just talking about how they just found insulin and yeah. like how many lives this can save. And I'm like, oh man, like we take for granted the, the yeah. medicinal era that we live in, but man, it seems like a great era just to, <laughs> and <laughs> I know, I know that. it's embellished, like I know it's not necessarily yeah. all that it's shocked up to me, but I'm loving it. That's good. No, it's it's a good it's a good um, reminder. The thing that like you just mentioned, they spend like the whole evening, like multiple hours, uh, yeah. in conversation. Yeah, with you know just talking. It's a whole event. They they the change whole, before dinner. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. Yeah. Like it's almost every night. It's a thing. So yeah, I appreciate that as well. Again, um, so again, season, there, there's like not there's not. The opportunity to grab a snack. Yeah, you're not like you know what I mean that we that we know of. Yes, yeah. So you're not like if they're hungry, Reese's. like they got to be at dinner. It's not them going to the pantry and saying, oh, "I'm just gonna grab a loaf of bread." It's or, PB and J, actually. Yeah. So Bowl if you're of cereal. if you're even remotely hungry, you're gonna want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a long event. Like they change, they prepare themselves, and they just have a few hours of conversation. So here's the here's the as a as an extrovert personally. That sounds like a great time. Long as oh, yeah. people that you enjoy. Oh yeah. The 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 downside is if you feel like you always have to like show up and like be somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you're always like I have to outshine or I have to like have all these things I have to brag about. Like that sounds awful. Like oh, being yeah. locked in a room with That's people true. for like four hours for six hours and you just have to like bloviate about yourself. <laughs> but I'm also thinking like the absolute necessity. Of having a nanny. Exactly. There's the no thing. way that evening is taking place <laughs> if you have two kids that yeah. are or three or under. Or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, even one kid. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking of our yeah. two Finley, who's, who's three, Lennon, who's 10 months. And like, there's no way conversation is getting that deep. There's no way no. we're sitting at a table no. for that long if those kids are in there. But as they have kids, the nanny take, takes care of them. So they can literally go down there totally quiet and have a three hour long conversation and know yeah. the kids are taken care of. That sounds amazing. We got to figure out how to get that done. Yeah. Any aspiring nannies <laughs> who operate it. Live in nannies. Yeah. Who uh, don't charge much of anything really. <laughs> Room and board. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, enough of all those things. Um, enough of. Glad you're enjoying the abs. Downton Abbey, though. Very much. Very much. I actually used it as a sermon illustration yesterday. Did you? That's uh, it. Are you are you coming around to Branson at all? Or oh yeah, I like Branson now. Like I, I knew that was going to happen because everyone was yeah, kind of surprised when you, I said how frustrated yeah. I was with him. But now this there's a new character that's kind of taking on the character of young Branson, and it's the school teacher. And I, I well, the thing is, is, I told Danielle, I was like, I, I can't stand this character, and she's like, me neither. And I'm like, wait a second, this was Branson like just a little bit ago, and you. Like defended him. He's like, yeah, at least he's like he's standing up for his principles and all that. Like, and I'm like, no, no, no. Like, standing up for principles is great. The way he's doing it, like, is so yes. annoying. And this now this lady is doing that, and you're like, yeah, I can't stand her. I'm like, yeah. Wait a second, hold on a minute. Time out. Yeah, that's funny. That's how it goes, though. That is how it goes. I know. But yeah, like Branson. Now he's there a good dude. Yep. Okay. Um, Branson would definitely want us to to close out Philippians. <laughs> That's right. So, in That's honor right. of Branson, let's let's continue. <laughs> Not the listeners. If we had uh, if we had more clever episode titles, we'd title this one in honor of Branson. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, so, we are we are finishing up our study through Philippians. Um, we will be covering verses four through twenty three. No, chapter, no, 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 chapter or, four, chapter four, verses ten through twenty three. Hey, oh, and yeah, it'll be good. This has been a good, this has been a really good walk through Philippians. Yeah. I've really enjoyed this. Um, Rob, you want to, you want to read next? that for us? What's that? What are we going to go through next? Oh, I got some ideas. Well, some ideas. I will just tell the listeners a little peek behind the curtain. Um, next behind the curtain. will be probably like, um, just like a free for all episode. Oh we're yeah. We're going to throw up the mics and we're going to know what we're going to talk about until we say it. Could um, be dangerous. And then we have August off. We, we've kind of started that a couple years ago. So we'll take August off. A yep. little bit of a sabbatical, if you will, for Rob and I. Yeah, and we'll, uh, and we'll try to make the, this next episode where we kind of just throw up the mics and talk for a while. Um, hopefully, you'll see this as a benefit. Maybe some <laughs> of you will say, no, it's not. <laughs> but we'll try to make it a longer episode because we did miss yes. a week, a couple mm. weeks ago. And we, like we still feel bad about that. Like so <laughs> we will try to give back a little bit more by yeah. making that a longer episode. Absolutely. Yes. So... Um, here we go. Philippians 10, 4, or there aren't 10 chapters. 10. Were you asking me to read that? I did, but I can read it if you're, if you prefer. I can read it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I can handle it. I've got a little scratchy throat. So let's see how it goes. <clears throat> Get that out. Okay. There you go. Philippians 4, starting verse 10. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, No church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving, except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I've received full payment and more. I'm well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. 
Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. There it is. Praise mm. the Lord for that. PTL. It is a wonderful thing when you just see how Paul, like, in Philippians is kind of unique because you feel like he's, like, wrapping it up and he's like, ah, and this little thing more. Yeah, exactly. Like, wrapping it up and this little thing more. Uh-huh. And just like the grace of the Lord, Jesus Christ, your spirit, and um, his heart. And he just, again, we, we know that Philippians is a, is a tender letter. Paul's writing to a church in Philippi that he labored to plant, to get going. Sweet, special, deep relationships he has with these people. And so I just think about this church 2,000-ish years ago, reading this letter, and they, they close it out. They just they read that last line. They read it. They'd obviously read it in, uh, we, we think, probably Greek, but they read it in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And they're all just like standing there or sitting there in a house or in a, a space. And it's like, all right. Like, you just imagine people like teary-eyed. They're excited. They're rejoicing. They're looking over at Yodia and Syntyche. Like, okay, you guys got to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, you know? That's so it's true. just like this sweet, like, okay, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm just conjuring this up, but maybe they just like, hey, let's read through that again. Because yeah. you can read it in 15 minutes yeah. in, in English. Um, it's like, let's read it again. A sweetness there. But yeah, Paul begins this passage with a, a, the command, again, to rejoice, which we saw a lot, a, a theme in the last passage. We see that theme all through the scripture, but verse 10, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern. You were indeed were concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. So like, it's not that they didn't care, but there was just things prohibiting them from bringing this this gift uh, to them. And he's just like, I rejoice in Again, what he just said, um, the verse prior in verse nine about like I'm a, like I'm a, I'm trying to model for you, in the next verse I'm rejoicing, yeah. rejoice in the Lord greatly, and there is this should be a desire for us to rejoice in what the Lord has done for us. Um, Paul's in this section just thanking them for their contribution, talking about how he is he's content in the Lord regardless of what comes, and we. Americans, Christians, Christians in the West, Christians all over the world are recipients of the church in Philippi's faithfulness. Yeah. So as Paul says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that you have revived your concern, that you're, you're tending to some of these needs and you're helping spread the gospel. We are benefits of what Paul is rejoicing about. Yeah. It's a beautiful gift. That's so true. Yeah. The, the Philippian church supporting Paul's ministry, his church planting ministry, um, evangelistic ministry, like that's such a good point that I'd never even thought of that them investing in him, we are still benefiting from that. We're the beneficiaries of their generosity. It makes me excited about supporting other other church plants. Um, yeah. and, and as a church plant, like I I feel that like I am so grateful for the churches that have come alongside and said yes, we're going to we're going to support. And yeah, um, man, like the the people who are benefited by our little church plants ministry are also being benefited by those other churches who are supporting our church plants. And they may never recognize it. They may never know it. Um, but those other churches coming alongside, and Paul talks about in verse 10, um, 
your concern for me. You are indeed concerned for me. And so for other churches to have concern mm-hmm. for, for me, for this church plant, is not only a blessing to me, but it's also a blessing to everyone that's involved. And then Paul talks about, not that I'm speaking of being in need, this is verse 11, for I've learned in whatever situation I'm going to be content. I know how to be brought low, I know how to abound. In, in any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. So he's talking about, like, you guys had this concern for me, and I've been so fortunate that you were concerned for me, and praise God for that, I rejoice in it. But I've learned the secret of facing plenty. Like when you guys send these wonderful gifts from Epaphroditus who deliver them to me or being in need. And he roots his, this secret on how to be through both of those. He says in verse 13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So the secret of facing plenty or the secret of facing little is at least being rooted in the understanding that, that whether he has plenty or whether he has little, Christ will strengthen him. We'll get him through what he has called him to do. <laughs> I've seen shirts that I think are funny that say, I can do all things through a verse taken out of context. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's very clever. There you go. And so the, just to point out, verse 13 is not saying that I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I'm going to go up on the mountain. I'm going to jump off because I can fly. I can do all things. Right. All things. All means all. Don't do that. Read it in context. Paul is talking about the secret of having much and the secret of having little. He knows that he can face both circumstances and anything in between because his Savior is the one who is seeing him through. Yes. And even like on a practical practical note, like you, the whatever the Lord calls you to, all those things through him alone. Um, but that doesn't mean like, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years old. I can't be like, well, I think I'm just going to go be an astronaut. You know, yeah. by the time I'm 40, I mean, Richard Branson just flew to space yesterday. So if you count that as being an astronaut, getting out of, into space, maybe it's by the time I'm 40. But like, yeah. there's just there's limits, things I cannot go and achieve now because of just life situations. I can't just say, hey, I'm, I can do all things. And there's the extreme, like jump off a mountain. But it's also like, yeah, you just God has a plan for your life. Genuinely believe that, and His plan is for you to to repent and believe the gospel and to follow him and, and pursue holiness. And he has given you everything you need to do that. Yeah. Um, and then he just goes on in verse, picking up in verse 14, yet it was with, it was kind of you to share in my trouble. So he, he says, Hey, thank you for the gift. I didn't really need the gift, but Hey, thank you for the gift. Yeah. Um, verse 15. And you Philippians, you yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with giving and receiving, except you. Just a sweet reminder, like, hey, remember, like, you guys have, you just, he's encouraging them. You guys have been there. He's not bragging on them. He's not like, hey, everybody, pat yourselves on the back. But rather, he's just saying, y'all have been faithful, and I am so grateful for the Thessalonica. You sent me help for my needs, for my needs once and again. This continue, continual support. Um, and then he, then he says again, not that I seek the gift. Hmm. But I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. Yeah. I have received full payment and more. I'm well supplied, having received 
from Epaphrodite, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable. And this idea, like, I, I appreciate it, but I'm not seeking the gift. I'm seeking the benefit, the credit that goes uh, kind of to your account, the yeah. sweet aroma of sacrifice. I mean, mm-hmm. th- these weren't people who were like, hey, you know what? Let's not buy that third vacation house in Malibu, or let's not, you know, let's not upgrade the, the yacht this year. Or, or even like, hey, let's not take it. We're not going to take a vacation to Disney. Rather, we're going to take a, a more modest vacation to wherever. And, and two thirds of that's going to go support missionaries. Or, yeah. you know, we're not going to, whatever, whatever. I don't know. But like these people are sacrificing greatly financially. Yeah. They're, they're working hard. And this isn't, this wasn't a one time gift. We see this pattern of them giving to, to Paul, furthering his ministry. Um, Mark Dever often says that one of the ways the Great Commission has been, he doesn't say accomplished because it's not complete, but it's been it's been perpetuated is through vocational ministry, people who are free to give the best hours of the day to mm, ministry. So and good. that's possible because Christians who faithfully give. And um, it's a beautiful testament. We see this here where, where Paul, yeah. he knows that the Lord supplies all these things. And the Lord, it would appear in Scripture that the Lord chooses to do that primarily through the church, through brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, that's that's so good, given what what we were talking about, Deborah, there, how Great Commission has gone forward or been perpetuated because of the faithfulness of brothers and sisters who have been able to supply the funds for a full-time pastor so that they can devote the best hours of the day to pushing that forward. Um, yeah, praise God for the faithfulness of his people. but. We see that um, the idea of a fragrant offering, uh, so we, we that's just a, a throwback to the Old Testament. We see in Genesis 8, 21, when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma. Um, we see in Exodus 29, 18, and burn the whole ram on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord. It is a pleasing aroma. Leviticus 4, 31, and all its fat he shall remove as the fat is removed from the peace offerings and the priest shall burn it on the altar for a pleasing aroma to the Lord. So we see the sacrificial system in the Old Testament, and now we see this verbiage where Paul is intentionally using this verbiage to point back. And so now the the sacrificial system is done because Jesus is the final sacrifice, the the perfect sacrifice. However, he says that your generosity, you sacrificially giving, is a pleasing aroma, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And so the way we use our money, and this is convicting just even saying it right now, the way we use our money is either a pleasing aroma to God or it's a stench. And to your point, Rick, the way that we um, view some of the luxuries in life, and that can be anything. I mean, it could literally be, are we going to go out to eat at Olive Garden or are we going to go to McDonald's? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that if you go to Olive Garden or if you do anything that's remotely nice, then you're in sin. Like, don't hear me say that. <laughs> but if the yeah. overall pattern is that you are more concerned about the luxuries of that money can buy rather than furthering the gospel with the money the Lord has provided you, then that is a bit of a tension. And that's, again, not to say that, well, I give 51% to missionaries, so I'm good. Right. Like, it's not a straight up percentage. I'm just, Nope. trying to carefully walk this line of we should think of ways that we can use the money that God has generously given us to further the gospel. Yeah. And if we're not thinking that way, 
then we should reevaluate the way that we're spending our money. Um, a couple of things, just practically, this isn't really in the text, but just had some friends who gave us some good advice and just said like that anytime like extra money comes in. So, so like we have your regular income, hopefully, and you have, you honor the Lord, the Lord with that by tithing or giving an offering to, to the church that you're committed to. Um, hopefully you can do other things. If, if you have some financial blessing, you can also give to other ministries, to missions. Hopefully your church is doing that as well. Um, for as far as extra money, they say, man, every time we get extra money, whether it's a, a tax return or just stimulus money, whatever, um, they they say we always try to give. The first thing we do is just give some of it away. Hmm. No, like we didn't earn this money. We didn't tax return. But like it, it's outside of your regular budget. It's not yeah. what you need to operate. And they do that so that they're, one, so they can be a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. But two, to keep their heart from just like, okay, I, I got 1500 bucks. I need 1500 bucks. Like, I'm going to spend it all on this thing. It's like, no, we're going to give a chunk of that away. Uh, kind of keeps your heart humble and keeps your mind. So, I mean, that's really good, just practical. I'm not saying everyone has to do that. But as far as if someone's like, okay, so what does it look like then for me to to make my giving, my financial stewardship more of an aroma, pleasing to the Lord rather than a stench? Well, part of that's being more free with your money, trusting in the Lord for your happiness and your, your provision rather than, your income. So, yep. Yeah, that was good. So, yep. and then Paul just picking up in verse um, 19. So he says all this stuff and he says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And this is a hard part here because the church of Philippi is going through great difficulty. We know the churches in that time were suffering greatly financially, not much to go around. They're being persecuted. And so Paul just like writes this, like, yeah, my God, he'll supply all your needs. He's rich. He's got it. And no, that's not what Paul's saying. He's not saying God's just going to show up and start writing checks. Like, here's 10 grand for you. Here's 100,000 for you. You know, be happy, be wealthy, be be healthy. But what he is saying, the reality of the gospel, that your soul has been redeemed, that you are in Christ, he's going to supply everything you need. And, and, he, and he has an eternal perspective. He's not just saying, oh, he'll give you bread tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, but he also provide abundant life for eternity. So yeah, it's not just your your practical like. Well, if my mortgage, if I don't pay my mortgage tomorrow, then verse nineteen is not true, hmm, right? You know, yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, Ricky, did you preach this passage, or did Jimmy, or did Ron? Uh, J- James, James, Victor, did Jimmy. Okay. Um. So, question: See how close you were paying attention to the sermon, or if you even covered it. So verse 21, greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. Was yes. Paul rubbing shoulders with some folks from Caesar's household? Did, were there some yep. conversions there? Yeah, so we don't know who. Um, it's, from my understanding, it's unlikely that it was Caesar himself. Oh. Obviously, we, we know there was a Caesar later. But um, yeah, so there, I mean, there's, this is a, a large group of people servants, slaves, military, we know that the Lord was working um, among Caesar's household. And he he notes that because, one, Philippi is, is a Roman sit, city. Right? Yep. So this is a city being occupied by Rome. So the, some of the people in the church could have been Roman citizens, most likely. And he's saying, listen, your faithfulness, not just when we started the church years ago, but your faithfulness over the years, 
like we're seeing the Lord even reach people in Caesar's household. Yeah. Like I'm in prison. I'm literally in chains, but this is how the gospel works. I'm in prison. You're miles and miles away. You, you scrimp and save and support and give. And like one of the benefits, and there's people in Caesar's household, which would seem to be the most unlikely people to be reached. One, because they had to be pretty loyal to Caesar. Two, because these are some of the rare people that have so much provision. Their their needs have been met. They, they're probably well-fed. They're well-housed. All those things are met. And so feel like, man, they're, they're content. They don't have these practices. And yet, the gospel is reaching. Yeah, it makes me think, it, not to bring it back to this, but to bring it back to this, it makes me think of Downton Abbey, where there are servants in the household. And yes. oftentimes, the the family is talking with the servants as they um, <laughs> dress them or get them ready for a particular event. They'll yeah. be talking about certain things. They'll say, what do you think? And think of Caesar's household, potentially some of those who are serving in that household and some from his family saying, what do you think? And they're yes. able to share a little bit and how many potential gospel conversations could have taken place because some from his household were converted. Yeah. And, and according yeah. to... Um, at least the the ESV study Bible that I have up here, they said that it's unlikely that any of Caesar's actual family were converted at this point, but seems that there are at least some in his household. So yeah. potentially down the road. That's it. That's awesome. Really cool. So any, anything else, Rick? Um, we well, actually we okay. So we didn't go over the last verse. If you have something that you want to throw in there, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. I shouldn't. I shouldn't yeah. Overlook we, that last I mean, verse. we opened. We opened that up. Kind of the episode with that but just that you know there is this sweetness after all this message and you guys need to be unified you need to watch out for false teachers who want you to mutilate the flesh you need to you need to contend um for just again for being content in the lord content for unity content yeah content for the grace of the lord jesus could be with your spirit and um even with the reference he didn't just of the spirit, just reminding them that that we are we are spirits that are indwelling for a season a body, and um, just this idea that there is etern- there is eternity to enjoy, consumed with the things of God, and so while we're on earth, we contend and we fight the flesh and all these things, but we have to have eternity. Even with his reference to your spirit, this is kind of like he could have just said, you know, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be be with you, or, you know, is with your spirit. It's this mm-hmm. element of your eternal eternalness yeah. because your spirit will, will carry on into eternity. Not that your spirit has always been in existence to clarify, um, but that you will carry on into eternity. So, yeah. yeah, that's, that's it. good. All right. That's Philippians. There you go. March right on through. It. Good timing. Cause I, um, it's nice that we were able to finish the book before we go on a little bit of a break. I know. So, well. All right, that gives us some time to think about what book to do next, or if any of you guys have any suggestions topic-wise before we hop into a book, then please send them in. You can do that over at simpletheology.org. If you want to send that in via email or send it in on the form or you want to leave a voicemail, you can do all of that on the website, simpletheology.org. You can also find our social media facebook instagram we've been really bad with instagram we've been really bad just with social media in general but it's there and it's there for you so (laughs) anything else rick before we sign off uh no that's it appreciate it thanks y'all appreciate you walking through philippians with us looking forward to going through the next book love y'all peace peace